guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Liberty Diner Dish. I'm Ken. I'm Michelle. And we're about to jump right into a bonus episode. Yeah, we are. So we are, we have finished episode 511, and mm. I was like, let's just pause it. Yeah, you girl, know? we're going to take our time <laughs> on this, okay? Like, yeah. we're running through, and I'm not trying to do that just yet. Right. You know? I needed a minute yeah. to just kind of sit with where we are right now, and then Process. so much has happened in this one season. Girl, I mean, just in two episodes, yeah. so much. I mean, life is totally different for some people right now. And so I felt like I just wanted to take a minute. Let's just kind of work back through some of it. You know, this is not going to be an official recap. We're going to gloss over some things. But I just wanted to sit with a little bit of it. Absolutely. We're going to let it it marinate a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I feel like we have to kind of go back to season four just a little bit. Because I think that season four really shook everybody up in some ways. And it sent them all on a journey. And we got to see that symbolically through the Liberty Ride, of course. But also, I feel like them crossing that finish line was kind of the start of the next journey, like the next phase of life True. for them. And so there were a lot of things that had kind of been decided on in season four by our gang. And then right. in season five, we see them carrying it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of living the decisions that were made. So just briefly, uh, Debbie and Carl, they got back together. Yes. And Carl proposed, but they settled for shacking up. Yes. Which <laughs> um, I'm here for that, okay? Yeah. She had good reasons to shack up, so go, she go ahead. She did. Uh, Ted and Emmett got their friendship back on track. And I didn't think that was ever going to happen because right. Emmett was not having it. Okay. Yeah. Ted was sober and a lot stronger emotionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emmett dealt with his hurt and anger and so he could open himself up again. And mm-hmm. that that's going to be important for what happens in season five. Right. He needed to heal from that because he was kind of closed off to yep. everybody and was just in a very bitter place. Exactly. Well, he endured a lot. So, yeah. I mean, like I understood where he was coming from, but it wasn't healthy for him. And we needed him to be able, like you said, be open. So, yeah, he definitely needed that healing process for sure. Yeah, Brian was on the road to surviving cancer. He had also gotten over the live fast, die young thing uh-huh. uh, mantra and had decided to be a little bit more intentional about what he wanted in his life. Ben and Michael got married. Justin was getting a big break with his art and he was going to change or at least impact the world right. with with his art. And he may have been a little idealistic in, with his goals, but that was his plan. That's what he wanted mm-hmm. to go do with Brett. Melanie and Lindsay had decided they were done. Ooh. So, like, season four, a lot had a lot of decisions had been made, either yeah. intentionally or just kind of because it was just, it was crazy. Like, just the path jumping in from season one and then making a season four. You like what is going on? Yeah. it's like a totally different universe. <laughs> yeah, because you would never have. No one could ever predict any of that that happened mm-hmm. in season four. Just, uh, yeah, I mean, some of them you wouldn't even think that they would still be hanging on. Like, uh, if you just watched the first, even the first three episodes, and then you. Like, it's like, okay, well, Ted's going to fall off. Mm-hmm. And then because, you know, he did overdose. And so you're like, okay, they're going to kill off Ted. Emmett's going to just kind of be a side character mm-hmm. somewhere. And Melanie and Lindsay are going to disappear. Yeah, and he's just going <laughs> to focus on Brian hookups and Michael yeah, chasing but, him. But ju- yeah, but Justin's going to be out of the picture yeah. because whatever. And he's so, yeah, too you, young, Luffling. Yeah, so you would expect to see, yeah, just kind of Michael and chasing Brian. The, and maybe mm-hmm. this kind of will they, won't they back and forth yeah. thing for seasons on end, which I would not have been right. interested in. And then, you know, in season five, Brian marries Michael after everything. Uh, you don't know? you like, ever well, say that again. I know, I know. <laughs> in, in that reality, you know. But the writers. Don't you cuss me out like I that. I know, exactly, baby. Okay, like never. I'm never wishing it on you, Brian. We love you. <laughs> we love you. Okay, big ups, big ups to being putting up with that. Yes, Bia, you, know? you are our hero for real. But as we always say, like these writers, they're incredible. They know exactly how to 
get you on the edge of that cliff and then dangle you over, then damn near drop you. If not, <laughs> drop your ass. Yeah. But they got a net underneath to catch you. These writers writers know exactly how to shake it up. And how they told a very slice of life story. So it was like, here's just a group of people that are friends and loosely connected and they're a found family and that, that bond strengthens over time. Here's some things that they go through. But how they told so many broader queer stories mm-hmm. within that was very impressive. Yeah, it was like a tree that has many branches mm-hmm. because they really highlighted each and everybody's situation. And the reason why it hits us so hard is because we all can relate in some type of way to each and every one of these characters that, that they're talking about. Whether you watched it 20 years ago or you're watching it now because y'all all know that this is my first watching, my first viewing, and I can relate to every single one. I mean, down to Melanie and Lynn's. And they made it so relatable to us that, I mean, we fell in love. This is not just a television show to me. I really feel like we're family. Like, yeah. I'm a part of that gang. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I live <laughs> on Liberty Avenue, too. And I'm going to Debbie's house to go get me, you know what I'm saying, my little glass of wine or my lemon bar or some shit For tomorrow. Real. It's you like, know? if I don't have my lemon bars today, there yeah, are going to be problems. Exactly. So, I mean, <laughs> the storytelling is just impeccable. And, of course, the acting. I mean, um, to deliver what they're delivering what's on paper. There is very little ad lib, at least with the words on this show. But the way they deliver it is so incredible, so believable. The phrase of turning words, um, these words into life, I mean, that's an understatement. It's easy just to read some words. I mean, they are really feeling this. It's almost as if the actors wrote wrote mm-hmm. the script mm-hmm. because there's no way you can embody someone else's words that perfectly. Like, it was perfection. The little nuances that Justin, like, a look. Justin can say so much. Even Brian can say so much in just a look. Debbie, too. You really feel like Debbie is the queen mother hen. Over <laughs> for, do, do you not feel you like, do like, feel like that. You get yeah. the essence that she really is like the queen mother hen. And then with Hunter, this is really a young kid. Was he like really when, 16, 17? When, when no, I think 18? when he started, he was like just turning 18. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, 18 to, to have that much like season. To be able to yeah. go shoulder to shoulder with these adults and who had been on the set together, mm-hmm. who had been delivering this project for a couple of years at that right. point. And he jumps right on in. He held his own. Whoever did the casting for this, I mean, they were spot on. I bet it was like insane casting process. <laughs> Everybody rose to the occasion. But it just goes to show that these people were passionate and they understood the assignment and they did what they needed to do. Yeah. Speaking of passionate, so are we because we're supposed to be talking about season five and here we are. Oh, we're all over the place, girl. <laughs> yeah, all over. But we're going to be passionate. Yes. I mean, that's one thing you're going to always get from us. We're going to be passionate. That part. <laughs> okay. So. Back to what we were trying to talk about before. Everyone had this direction they were going to head in at the end of season four. And then season five happens and it's time to start doing what they said they were going to do. Now, some people easily find their footing. Some have to adjust a little bit and some are kind of thrown totally off course. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk through a little bit of how they're doing in season five. So let's start with Debbie and Carl. They had to find the right place to call home because at first they were at his place and then they Decided to be at her place, and they adjusted, seemed to be doing well. Debbie retired, unretired, got hit on by a lesbian. Mm. Like, you forget Loretta was in this I season. I know, because so, so much, much drama <laughs> that it happened. See, yeah, so much drama happened, you forget about Loretta, you mm-hmm. know? But that's what I'm saying. Every season, it's almost like watching two different seasons. Yeah. Because the first half, you kind of get like, you're going to get some drama, but it's like, okay, everyday bullshit. And then towards the end, they like... I mean, that's when they holding you over the cliff with one finger, like, <laughs> and, oh, they going to drop you or not? Damn, it gets crazy, but yeah, I mean, gosh. Yeah, so um, 
Ted started out this season very easy on himself because he has dealt with a lot at this point. And so he was going going easy on himself and he was enjoying his new job. Mm-hmm. Um, he was enjoying having a clear head and he was enjoying his new self <laughs> in a lot of pastry. Yes. Because he, he got a yes. little bit, you know, a little bit of extra cushion um, in there. And but it was nice to see him settle for a little bit. It just kind of calmed down. He's very neurotic in some ways, mm-hmm. very self-conscious. And so it was nice to see him kind of calm down. And then he realized, like, okay, I still need to, I got to tighten I got to keep it together. <laughs> yeah. And so he got his plastic surgery done. But what we saw is him being more proactive about building the life that he wants. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I have a handle on this stuff now. I realize I've got some insecurities and things like that. Maybe some of it I can't conquer. But, but the ones I can. Yeah, I'm going to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I have appreciated with his journey or how he's taking steps on the decisions that he's made. Right. Absolutely. Because normally we just see that he takes everything lying down. He doesn't really fight for anything. He's a pushover. So and he's n- negative. Yeah, negative. And, mm-hmm. But in this season, like you said, you see him taking those steps forward to better himself. And then as the season go on, you see like it's a brand new Ted. It's like the Ted we saw in season two when he was on top of the world. Was it? Yeah, season yeah, two. Yeah, when he had, uh, yeah, Jerk at Work. Yeah, exactly. When he was on top of the world. Like, I love that Ted. And then we saw him crash. I mean, he went down to the bottom. And then he's building himself back up. But this time, it's it's he's doing the things that are necessary that's going to make him a better Ted for a lasting lifetime, opposed to just quick fixes. Yeah, and instead of just, like, laying down and taking whatever mm-hmm. comes or, like, hoping for whatever, he's like, I want a husband. I'm going to get on this website. Right. <laughs> yeah, I want that. And so... I like that we're getting to see Ted take action and be proactive. Because he's, ne- he's his life. never been that decisive. He's always right. been the indecisive one, needing someone to make the decision for him. Or he's chasing someone, trying to find happiness through someone else, never just happiness for himself and then seeking someone. We saw that with every man that he's chased. Mm-hmm. He was seeking happiness from them. He was thinking that they were going to fulfill him. You, know, yeah. you needed to fulfill yourself first yeah. and then seek partnership. Yeah, or how do I, I need to find somebody who needs me, not just somebody yeah. who wants me, but somebody who needs me to help fix some part of them. Mm-hmm. And now he's like, no, I just want a companion. That yeah. We're like equals in this thing. Exactly. Yeah. Of course, one of my favorite things to come out of season five is the Brian and Ted friendship. So. Oh, yeah. Or they've been friends, but how... It shifted and grew. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite things to come out of this season. Okay, then there's Michael, um, who... <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can't see the face he just made. Um, so we, pretty early on, we start out with, well, he's, okay, he's got a little bit of sense in the beginning because Ben is the one who wants to, to move immediately and Michael, and he's not here for it. Yeah, but then he gets on board, and then we have the custody battle. And this isn't a great season for no. Michael. I mean, my, am I wrong? No, you're not. My <laughs> thing with Michael is I don't mind the growth in you saying you got married. I got that. Yeah, you, and you want to live gonna, somewhere yes. where other people like you. Yes, I totally understand I you wanting that. married couple friends. Thank you. I'm but all good with that. It's the whole judgmental part yes. that followed after that. Like, well, I'm doing this. You need to be doing this. Or you too old to be doing this. And no, no, no. You need to be like this. Like, who are you to tell me what what, yeah. what the fuck I should be doing? You As know? you're shoveling yes. Captain Crunch into mm. your... And nothing wrong Captain Crunch because I just bought but a box it's the of Captain way. Crunch it's, today. You but. can't even hold a fork, right? You can barely <laughs> ride a damn bike. Get the hell up out of here, okay? Yeah. Like... The way he went about everything, even with the custody battle, the way that he tried to slam uh, Mel and Lens and, and snatch the baby from like that. Yeah. And, oh, they can't be with single parents, all this and that. As if you didn't come from a single parent home and your right. mom did everything in the world to make you, you know what I'm saying, the man that you are today. And she's still doing that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like, come on, bro. Like, 
I didn't like the the judgmental shit that came right. that came from him. Like that just wasn't Michael. Mm-hmm. It, well, it was Michael, but it was way worse yeah. this time. You yeah, know? like it was him, but it's that part of him that I don't like to see. Yeah, everybody keeps talking. Well, not everybody. I'm gonna take that back. Not everybody. The majority <laughs> of the comments that I get are not in agreement with this, <laughs> but. People talk about Michael's good heart and like, I know it's there, but what examples does he have? No, not to be funny because I'm watching in the same five, show. I'm like, oh Yeah, no, I didn't see no good heart in season five. The only thing that was good about it, he took Justin in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I mean, I guess a little bit with Hunter, but then he was kinda immediately like, Well, Hunter's gone and we're moving on. And, yeah, and maybe he, he was quick. maybe he was just hurt and sad, but But that's not a good that's not yeah. that's not an essence of good heart. You know what I'm saying to me? He I, show me where he's out there feeding the homeless type <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? Show me where he's out here doing some good because the way that he's treating Brian is not a good heart. You know, no. just because Brian doesn't agree with his decisions. Well, and the way you he know? treated Melanie and Lindsay, yeah, that wasn't good. good. I mean, heart. that wasn't even you loving your child because right. that's not what that was about. And he ultimately admitted that it wasn't even about. Thank that. Thank you. Let's jump back to season one. Boom. When you and Dr. David have the whole party, you don't invite your friends and shit because right. you think you're better. You know, you think that they embarrass me. Where's the good heart in that? Season two, when Justin and Brian break up. Or what was that season? Yeah, season two, when Justin and Brian break up. Well, that's when they are like getting, you know, they're having issues and you're not right. doing anything to help. Yeah, or, exactly. I mean, you're, you're trading messages, but not the right messages. Exactly. I'm not trying to say the man is evil because he's not evil. Right. And but it's just like, I, maybe on my third watch, your second watch, because we're going to watch yes. it again. Maybe um, I'll be able to maybe we'll see stuff. the good yeah. yeah. I will. I, it, there are times when he does good things, but. Season five, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I haven't seen it just yet. And again, if y'all go back to season one, episode one, uh, or season one of the podcast, you'll hear me like I was a Michael Stan, okay? Yeah. Like Michael, I was like Michael, it's me. I see myself all in him, and he's all through me. And now listen to me now. That's because you had a preconceived notion of what Michael's role was in yeah. the group, in like, oh, he's just the charming guy next door, sweetheart, mm-hmm. da da da, but. No. I mean, and, and he is a nice guy, and we know that he is caring and thoughtful at yes, times. You yes, know? we know he has his place and his uses. Yes, exactly. But I would not just give him that title of, oh, he has such a great heart, because I need to see the works first. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Show me the works. Yeah. So let's talk about Emmett next. Uh, in Emmett, part of it is just kind of embracing whatever life brings him. And I think that's something that is so true and core to who Emmett is. And so... Life brings him the queer guy job, mm-hmm. and it brings Drew back into his life. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he is kind of living with hands open, arms open, and I I like to see that, and I like what we've gotten from him in this season. Uh, well, to me, that's always been Emmett from, from day one. I feel like in season one, he may have been a little shy. I mean, not shy, but... His flame was burnt. It was getting to the brightness. It wasn't as bright. But I mean, from that season on, like we that's what we expected from Emmett. Like, that's what I expect from Emmett. Emmett to me is the realist. Like he is the realest friend that they have because he's he was to me from day one, he was the only one who would stand up to Brian. Would shoot well, the shit Melanie would, oh, but, well, yeah, but yeah. that was from a different but, yeah, for yeah. a different and reason. That's just on some mean type shit. Well, you know, yeah. she, don't she, fuck was, with him. she was jealous. Yeah. And <laughs> she might have been justified in some things because he did he, he did soak the fire in some things, yeah. but yeah. No, a lot of times I felt he was poking a bear because he knew when you know someone just automatically don't fuck with you, you and, and you got the upper hand because you're unbothered, you're gonna poke a little bit. And I, <laughs> I'm not gonna say Brian hands are clean on that. He was poking. But she was 
out of line a lot of times too. She should have been about... checking her girl and not trying to check him. Exactly. Is what, what it should have been. Exactly. But I mean, sometimes you just gotta go check the outside source because <laughs> in real life, you don't ever check the person that's cheating. You go right to the person who she was cheating with or he was cheating with, and then you want to fight. You know what I'm saying? So you don't. You keep the home at home. Like I know you fucked up, but it's okay. I got you. But I'm gonna go get the motherfucker who didn't even know what was up. You know, so, I mean, that's kind of was. Brian should have just left that little, he should have left Lindsay ass alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it would have been it. But back to Emmett. Yes. <laughs> yes, because I know you're going to go heavy on Brian. <laughs> I am not coming for him, all right? But back to Emmett. Like, that's always been Emmett's role to me. He's always been the one who was open. And I feel like since he was so open, good things always came to him. Because, I mean, he always put out good things in life. Uh, he was always lighthearted. He was always the one trying to encourage people, telling them to stand up for things that they believe in. Stand up against the system that's trying to keep you down, you know. Uh, he was never afraid of, like, letting his light shine at all. He's always going to be Emmett. He was very authentic. And I, I feel like that hasn't changed. Uh, with that being said, since he is all those things, I mean, nothing but good just comes to him. Yes, he has his downfalls. I mean, he goes with three things just like everyone else. Right. But for the most part, Emmett really does really good things. I mean, from teaming up with Lindsay a couple seasons back and throwing those parties, you know, coming in, hosting those parties. That really set him up. And he got the queer job because of that type of shit. But um, to me, Emmett has always had that good heart. That is the one who, yeah, who he's gets got the, good the heart. he's got the good. Now, Emmett is, uh, but Emmett's a whole person too. And so he'll get mad at you. He'll yeah. be, you know, he'll. And Emmett... now we know Emmett got them hands. He'll lean on you too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He would throw a right hook. Yeah. You know what's funny? One of our listeners messages me. A lot of our listeners message me pretty frequently. And, and I love that. And um, she was talking about good karma and how Emmett gets a lot of good karma. Is yeah. what she was saying because he's done a lot of good. And she talk, she's like, not to say everybody deserves what happens to them, but she talks about how all the other guys have something major that happens to them, like cancer or mm-hmm. bashing or mm-hmm. whatever. And um, nothing happens to Emmett. Well, I kind of disagree with that. Emmett's is different. It's relationally because, yeah, that's because worse. Emmett, is he is such an empath, I, I think. And so his stuff that happens to him is more in his relationships with people. True. Be it with his friends or his partners or whatever. And that is what affects him True. deeply. And so he does have stuff happen to him, too. He does go through things. He just but... don't have the physical shit that happens to him. And I, yeah. I think deep down, I think the emotional shit is worse. Because Justin was able to heal from the bashing, you know. Well, physically, but, uh, well, physically for the yes, most part. Physically, yes. But also mentally he was, too. I feel like the bashing made him stronger. It took him a while to gain his footing back. But I feel like. In the end, it made him stronger. Like, it gave him a life lesson that he would have never had if he hadn't experienced it. I'm I, not saying you need to go that far right. to learn no damn lesson. No, no, no. I hate when people say that. Yeah, yeah because I'm like, no, there are lots of ways to learn a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't mean, like, yeah. you have to go that far, but it did happen. And yeah. he was able to learn from that. And he even said it himself. Like, what, did, what yeah. exactly did he say? Because he said something really good in that in that sentence. And I know you're good at verbatim type shit. What did well, he say? Well, oh, you didn't have to do that to me because I don't have a verbatim. But he was saying <laughs> he learned that the way to move forward is to create yes, something. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, he was able to get into his work. And, and it shifted, too. Like, once he got hurt. He had to move over to the computer. You understand? Know so he just had to start doing. I think with his fine motor skills, he couldn't do the pencil to paper right. for a while, right. and so, or at least he couldn't do that for long. And so he had to shift to doing more of a digital form of art, which is very popular now. Yeah. So he was just he's he way was ahead, ahead, of of, ahead of his time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was. Um, but okay, so I agree, but I also have a challenge because he didn't quite heal from that. Because in season four, we saw that he wasn't healed from that yes. with the pink posse thing. Yes, but. Yeah, so he closed some of the loop on that later. But anyway, the mm-hmm. point is, a lot of good karma comes yes. in its way, mm-hmm. but he does go through things. He does. It's just not 
physical. And it's it, more emotional and relational. It hit him deep. Like the whole Ted drug arc. Oh, that just, that wore my baby down. It wore him down so much, he had to go out to the fairy, um, what was it? The fairy gathering. Yeah, the, fa- the fairy gathering to really rediscover who he is again, you know? Um, it took all the way to the Liberty Ride just to get him and Ted back on track, you know? Mm-hmm. And he had to swallow his pride on that because he was so angry. I feel like the whole Drew thing, the way Drew did him in the very beginning, that hurt me. I really feel like me and Emmett are tethered <laughs> because that hurt me. Like, I just, I mean, he sat in that room for hours and waited and waited and waited. He was crushed, but he he moved on. But I mean, like, yeah, so a lot of emotional shit happens to Emmett, which to me can be worse than something physical happening. You know what I'm saying? It all is terrible. All of it. It is. <laughs> it's all terrible. But for the most part, he get good things coming to him. Yes. Yeah. Okay. While we're on Emmett, before we move on. This question came in. Do you prefer Emmett with Drew or Emmett with George? Why would y'all do this to me? What the <laughs> hell? I know. They ask the best, worst, oh. best slash worst questions. All right, y'all. Y'all going to, it's going to be the total opposite of what y'all think. I loved Emmett with George. Okay. Like, listen, the Drew thing is a fantasy of mine. Okay. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I, I just love that. But they are, they are good together. Like, I love what Emmett does to Drew, um, for Drew. I love that. George, George gave Emmett a different view in life, I feel like, because Emmett was used to one world and George introduced him to a different one. You know, they both helped each other, but George was, he he listened. Uh, He was open to Emmett teaching him things. He wanted Emmett just to tell stories. Like he, he just genuinely enjoyed being around Emmett. It was easy. Where with Drew, it was like, oh, I got to fuck. We can't kiss. We can't touch. Don't Mm -hmm. tell nobody. We're going to keep this a secret. Like, yeah, that's fun and games. But if we're talking like relationship-wise, I definitely want him to be with George, someone who didn't give a damn. He was going to love you. He was here for the world. Once y'all finally made it official, he was going to brag on you. He was going to be there for you. Like, he wanted to show you off. And I just feel like that love connection there was unbreakable. And I just hated that it came to an end so so soon. Like, I just couldn't believe that that happened. I like them both, but I would prefer, I preferred George. But since he's gone now, you know, passed on, rest in peace, George. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Drew's the only one. I mean, I never even wanted Ted and Emmett to be together. I thought yeah. they were just too close of friends. So I never wanted that to happen anyway. But yeah, since they, um, since Drew is back, y'all know. <laughs> yes. But yes, answer the question. It's George for me. A long way for you to say that you have a thing for older men. Let's just be honest. Okay. Well, I do have a thing for older men, <laughs> damn it. Okay. I do. Yeah. Okay, so moving forward, let's do let's do Brian next. Oh yeah. Um so Brian's thing was going to be intentional about what he is doing with his life. He made a point that he wanted to change the fixture in the bedroom, but he wanted to spend more time with Gus and he wanted Justin to move in. Well, of course Justin had the Hollywood thing and so that was okay. I mean, they had been apart for a couple months, several months, and you could tell from that phone conversation, they were regularly in contact with each other when they could be. That was going fine, but then Brian kind of freaks out because Justin's got to be there longer, and that sends him on this whole thing, even when Justin comes back and he's happy to have him back. So it's not really the Justin deal, but that insecurity pops up again, and then also you've got Michael doing his sanctimonious thing um right you've got the girls and their relationship falling apart and so you've got all these outside things going you got gentrification trying to come in people trying to change liberty mm-hmm. avenue and so like there are all these pressures around brian and so it's like 
He's His world to, is crashing in. Yeah, and so he's trying to hold firm to something. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like he is looking for something secure and stable, too. But he's reverted back to what used to give him those feelings. Yep. And it was in his reputation and in him being the homosexual that he wants to be, which yep. is totally fine. But it was just kind of conflicting with his relationship and some of the other things that he was doing in his life. So, yeah, but he bought Babylon. He um, did. He had a big fight with Michael. Yeah. Um and he and Justin broke up. Ugh. So, um, yeah, he had the thing with Brandon. He's had a lot going on True. this season, too. Um, yeah, he did. But again, to me, yes, he kind of regressed a, a little bit. But for the most part, like Brian is, you know, he wins the award for most growth. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's come the furthest along than everyone. Even by like season three, I think I would say that yeah. about him. Mm-hmm. Definitely by season four. Because, so. I mean, he was letting those walls down little by little by little. And now at the fifth season, I mean, we basically got a brand new ass Brian. <laughs> I mean, just the fact that he and Ted are as close as they are. The one thing I do love about Brian in this season is that he's more transparent. Or it's trying to be anyway. Like, I mean, you can still see the wheels turning. Like, how do I express myself in the way that I need to express it without coming off corny? Or Because if, if Brian just came out and said, I love you or whatever the fucks, they look at him like, oh, you're corny. Like, you don't even believe in that. Like, they don't even, they like we said last time, they use his words against him. Yeah, you know? and they so often don't take him seriously yeah. sometimes. And so the other, I think they would be like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, like, are you sick, baby? Like, yeah, or how much did Justin pay you or yeah. threaten you to make you say that? Yeah. Exactly. So you can see the wheels turning, like, how do I actually convey what I, I want to say the proper way? But he's way more transparent because he's actually saying he's 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 speaking what he wants and and he's not afraid to say it i mean just this past episode you know with him telling justin like i want to marry you we would have never gotten that from season one brian season two hell season three brian but now he's strong enough and he's more confident within himself and he knows exactly what he wants so he's asking he's going for it he doesn't care what he looks like he's been through so much he witnessed his boyfriend get bashed and beaten he witnessed his boyfriend go out joining a, a posse that could put him in danger. Yeah. His own club, a bombing, and his best friend is blown up. He went through cancer him, himself and had to fight. I mean, like, really, really fight. He dug so much. He dug deep and did so much work just to go on a Liberty ride. He has endured so much that I'm finally glad he's at a place where he can say, you know what? This is what I want. I'm going to get it. I don't care what work I got to put in. Because he told Justin, no matter what it is I got to show, yeah. what I got to do to show you and prove to you, this is what I want. This is who I am. So Brian, Brian has did so, done so much and come so far over the years. Definitely most growth. Yeah, I agree with that. One of the, you brought up the proposal. Someone uh, said, uh, she was like, I feel like the be anything is very loaded. Like, what do you think that means? And I'm like, you can dig into that. But what I think Brian is saying, there is nothing I will not do to show you that I love you. There's, Absolutely. That's the whole point. He's like, whatever it takes, I will do it. There you is know? no other explanation. That's what it is. Yeah. Like, I mean, period. Yeah, it's like whatever it, <laughs> yes. it takes. Like, And I am fully convinced that I said this on the episode, but if the mansion didn't work, Brian yes. was like, okay, let me try something else. That part, <laughs> if Justin said, I want you to drink my dirty bath water, he would give me the straw. <laughs> Okay, that like, so gross. well, I'm just saying, though, but that's what the B, uh, anything could be. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, um, fly me over to Europe, and then we come back. I want another mansion, too. I mean, he would have been over there grinding. Corvette would have been gone. Yeah, okay? it was just like, I am committed to you knowing that this is true, this is sincere, exactly. and that I really want us to tie our lives together mm-hmm. with some permanence. That's really what it, what it came down yep. to. And so do I think that Brian is, like, all of a sudden now going to be out there wearing a stop? Prop 14 pin? No, I don't think so, because 
it's not necessarily that he cares about other people's marriages. He cares about getting Justin back in his life and them yeah. being together because that's what he wants. True. And so if that has to look like marriage, okay, then that's what we're going to do. I, I don't care about our marriage. Mm-hmm. I don't care about nobody else's. That <laughs> so, part. Yeah. And also, I don't think that he, even when he says, I want to marry you, doesn't mean they're getting married tomorrow. It's whenever they both feel right and the time is comfortable, you know, because also you got to you got to remember, Justin knows Brian just as well as Brian knows Brian, I feel like. Yeah, if um, not better. Yeah, some, if not sometimes, better. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think Justin is going to, I mean, like he knows it's something new. He's not going to rush Brian into doing like, thank you. I love you. Yes, I will marry you. But it's not something he's looking to do tomorrow. You yeah. Know? I mean, if it happened tomorrow, hell yeah. But I feel like <laughs> Justin, he knows how to read his man. He'll give him the space and time and he'll know when it's right. Yeah. And. I'll find a way to talk about this because I need to kind of like, sometimes I have to write my thoughts down because otherwise I'm a jumbled mess. But I feel like both of them at different points in this season, and really, no, it's not true, at the same point in this season, needed security in life, needed stability Mm -hmm. in life, but they tried to find it in different things that were opposing. Justin was trying to find it in a traditional relationship because that was the conversation around him. Now, do I think Justin sincerely wanted to get married back in like 507? Like, no, I don't really think so. But he felt like you did in the moment but that was the conversation around him and so that was just like the outside influence around him and then brian was feeling insecure he's getting older life's changing people are like you need to grow up you need to do this and he's like no i want to do what i've always done Mm -hmm. and so he's doubling down on that and so both of them are trying to feel stable and secure but instead of finding it in their relationship together they're right they were just on the wrong they Mm -hmm. weren't on the same page and Mm -hmm. so that's why we had that breakup with them um but now they've kind of been like, okay, <laughs> we can... Right, let's rework this. Let's rethink. Yeah, yeah. We don't have to throw this great thing away. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What I do love about about that, though, is I love that it took Brian to really, you know, understand, like, yo, I'm about to lose the best person that happened to me. And I love that Justin gave the initial pushback. And it wasn't like, no, get the fuck out of my face. We're over. It was like, I love you, but we don't have to do this. I'm going to forever love you. We're yeah. always going to be friends. Maybe later yeah, we yeah. can revisit this conversation. Exactly. But yeah. I love that he wasn't just like a thirst trap. and was like, yeah, I'm just going to jump right on it. They made it really real, you know, mm-hmm. and they gave Justin a real voice. He let Brian know, like, you're great. You're wonderful. You're the man that I love. But at the same time, I'm not going to press you into doing anything. And you don't have to tell me these. You don't have to say what you think I want to hear. I really want you to mean it. And so I'm glad Justin made Brian. Well, I ain't going to make him, but his actions, you know, kind of like forced his hand. Yeah. Well, and I don't even think that was his intention. It wasn't. Because I don't think it wasn't that he didn't believe Brian. It was like, I believe that you think this is what you want right now. Yes. But Mm -hmm. tomorrow you may not want this. Exactly. And so it wasn't that he wasn't trusting that Brian could change and could want this. It was like, because I know what else is going on in life, because I know you well enough, I look at the context clues and that has me right. skeptical. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's what I was trying to say. That's why I got you, boo. Because you, you come, <laughs> you come through, clean it up for me, baby. Clean it up. <laughs> uh, so, yes, I love everything about, even the frustrating parts of Brian's journey. And we talked through that extensively when we did those episodes about what looked like a regression for him, but mm-hmm. it was really, it was really him kind of in a panic mode and like I need to hold on to something, and unfortunately he's holding on to stuff that old Brian. Right. <laughs> and when I say old Brian, I'm talking about the as he's in process of evolving. Right. One of the earlier iterations of yes, him. Yes. Is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um. So let's touch on Ben a little bit. Okay. And with Ben, they have moved. He has his house. He has his husband. He has his son. They've got this other little baby that's kind of his, too. Right. And um, what else is going on with Ben? Um, I think that's pretty much it. He just 
this season, um, Oh, okay. I feel like Ben was a lot more passive yeah, in he parts was. of this season. Like he let Michael take the reins on some things, and or just Michael just snatched the reins. I'm not sure, and we're not used to that dynamic. That was kind of a new dynamic for their relationship, mm-hmm. which is a very subtle thing. And I'm just now thinking about that because I didn't think about that before. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because there are a lot of things where Michael, even with how the custody battle in yeah. Jr. Michael was leading that charge, yep. and Ben just kind just of was like... behind. He was a support. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He was a support <laughs> behind the scenes, you know. He didn't really jump in anybody's business. He didn't jump in when Michael and, and, and Brian is going through. I mean, I guess he kind of jumped... He was backing Michael up. He had, You have to kind of back your husband. So, I mean, yeah. he was backing Michael up with the whole custody battle, but he didn't really give too much um, input on what to say or what to do with that. Well, yeah. I mean, a little, I, but not I really. I, I don't know what to do with Ben this season. I, I still love Ben, of course. And we figured out he's a caddy B, though. Yes, we they did. We did talk oh, about that. Yeah, we did. Um, his season, this season, he was really more focused on the family life. You know, they got I married. So. They had the baby. Then we had the whole thing going on with Hunter. With Hunter, and, and, yeah. yeah. And, and the, that really hurt. Yeah, that really affected him to lose his son when Hunter left yes. because of everything going on. They were just so connected. And he didn't like the way things played out with the school. You know how those other parents and other kids was attacking him. So he was there for the defense to defend. And then Hunter ended up leaving. So I feel like this season, I think he was hurting. I think he's trying, maybe he's trying to find his footing yeah. in this, because like he's wanted this mm-hmm. family life, this domestic thing. And so he has the husband and he has a child. And so maybe figuring out how to be husband and father and involved member in right. the queer community. And maybe he's just trying to figure out how to, where to sit with all that, because right. he's not making decisions for just him anymore. Uh-huh. So maybe that's why Ben is a little bit right because I don't I don't really have a lot to say. I don't either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ben, we love you. <laughs> we love you, Ben. Yes. But you still a caddy B. Yeah, but... <laughs> you are, baby. Don't let the muscles fool you. Yeah, because you've been sneak dissing Brian since season two. So that part, okay. <laughs> but what I did love to see is that Brian was there in this last scene. I mean, last episode, Brian was there to let him know, like, no matter what is happening, I'm gonna have y'all backs left and right. And Ben was able to see was able to see Brian in a different light because he normally probably gets to hear the stories, you know, and the facade that Brian puts on because, you know, Brian be putting them on. The stuff that's coming out of Brian's mouth, which is true, but 90% crap because that's not how Brian really is. And then whatever Michael is, that pillow talk, the fact that Brian was at the hospital ready to punch someone's lights out, acting a fool over the blood, I mean, really showing up for his best friend. I mean, it really opened Ben's eyes to let him know that, oh, now I see why everybody fuck with you heavy. I see why Michael loves you so much. You may come off as an ass, but you really are a caring, deep person, you know, and it, yeah. it kind of opened them up. They have an interesting relationship and probably always will. Um, I think. Well, yeah, because he knocked them off a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, but Ben knows that Brian is a good person, but it, because even like when he, I'm thinking of 309, when he saw Brian and Justin got back together, he knew how important that was to Brian and how happy that must have made him. Mm-hmm. And so Ben is watching them with a smile on his face as Michael is scowling. Right. Now, you could say Ben is thinking, now nah, my man will stay at the house, baby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he, I think he knows that Brian's a good man. But they all, because of the Michael situation and because they're just different, they're just diff- wired differently, mm-hmm. Ben and, and Brian are. And so they're always going to have a little bit of something. But yeah, yeah Brian, they can come through for each other when they need to. Exactly. Um, so last we'll do Justin. And Justin's been on a journey. He started out in Hollywood getting to do this great thing. And then the plug was pulled on that because, again, the outside conversation and with the political climate and all that junk and 
the religious stuff or whatever. And so they pulled the plug on the Rage Project. Well, he's thrust back into Pittsburgh and it's kind of like, okay, what the heck am I doing with my life now? Yeah, I was supposed to be in college. I was supposed to be like all this stuff. And so, yeah, he is just kind of, I feel like lost. Like, where do I rebuild? Where do Mm -hmm. I start from? Because, I mean, he's been all over the place. So, where do you pick it up at? Yeah, like, and he keeps having to re reroute. I feel like just rerouting, mm-hmm. rerouting, rerouting, and figuring out, okay, what am I going to do with my life? And then he hyper fixates on his relationship. And it's like, if I can't control anything else in life, I can't control my career, I can't control this other thing. But let I me, can control this. I can control my relationships. So let me do that. And yeah. so he got a little bit hyper fixated mm-hmm. on what that needed to look like. And he... And when we know when he's in these vulnerable moments, he is very influenced by what's going on around him. And so he was spending more time around Michael. He was listening to the conversations going on in the outside world. And that's okay. And he's young and he's trying to figure out what he wants his life to look like. Exactly. I mean, so I totally get why he got wrapped up in all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of, and they were very intentional about showing it. A lot of it was just in regurgitating what other people said. Exactly. Like he regurgitated what, what Daphne said about the whole syphilis thing. And so. A lot of it was like, but we know how Justin is. He has to take time to step back and say, okay, but how do I feel about this? Mm-hmm. But until he does that, he just goes with what everybody else is saying. Facts. I mean, um, I really have nothing to say. I mean, you kind of hit it all. Like, that was <laughs> pretty much everything because throughout the whole season, I mean, Justin's character definitely kind of mostly stayed the same. As in, we, we definitely see the growth in him, but... From this the is start. a normal growth, yeah. a natural growth, no, because natural he's growing growth. up. Yes, he's growing up, and he's making really good decisions. And, like, yes, I mean, he's going to have those slip-ups. But, yeah, so I really don't—I mean, you really, like, touched on everything. Um, Justin's always been strong. He's always been mature for his age. He's always been a self-motivator. He's always been a go-getter. He still is that same guy yeah. in season five when he decided just to leave Brian, you know, like, hey, this is what I want out of life. And I know you can't give it. I'm not going to force you to try to give it to me. I don't even you know? want you to yeah, change I don't even, to yeah, give it to me. I don't me. even want you to change to give it to me. Give it to me. But I'm going to remove myself from the situation. Went out and got a place. It was a nasty, scummy ass place, but, but he it got it together. His. It was his. You know, um, he never changed his person, his attitude. He still was with C. Brian. You can still see that love in him. He's he's always been like pretty much the same. Nothing even altered. Even when he went to Hollywood, he didn't come back with a big head. Right. He was out there hobnobbing and fucking with the rich and famous. Yeah. I mean, you out here, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, throwing that ass up to the to the movie stars. <laughs> Sorry, y'all, I'm extra today. But throwing that ass up to the movie stars and or, or that thing, you know, he's a orca, you know, he's a little verse. He is a little verse. But most people will be big headed. I'm out here rubbing elbows with the rich and famous, people that we see on TV that we envy all the time. He had Every right to be conceited, self-centered, all I mean, you really shouldn't be. But I mean, like as a yeah. as a young person, that can easily go to your head. But he stayed grounded. He has a good heart too. He does. I will he has say a that. Really I think he heart. has a very good heart too. Um, it's not shown to us in the same way that we see it with other characters, but he does have a good heart. To me, it's shown to us because um whether he's over here going out doing illegal murals and shit. Yeah. But I mean, he's always gonna support, he's always gonna do something. He's always been yeah. I mean, a great activist. He's always been out there caring and loving and trying to bring light and love. And yeah. that has not well, changed. Even, you know, we talk about with Uncle Vic when he was going to be um, indicted for the bathroom right. thing or whatever. And we talk about Emmett Sir. Well, Justin before that has said, Vic, you have to fight this. Like, you have to do it. And maybe, mm-hmm. maybe people feel like Justin made it more about the whole like the larger picture and Emmett made it more personal. Right. But Justin was saying the same thing too and he said it first. Exactly. And so I do think we see it with him even when he's at the hospital in this last episode 
He's like, Debbie, can I go get you something from the cafeteria? Mm-hmm. So it's in these very subtle ways. He has a good heart. Yeah, he does. He has a good heart, too. And I feel like I'm always having to defend him because the Brian lovers, who I respect, because y'all know how much I love Brian, <laughs> even though it's 50, you know, it's equal for me. Uh, it's equal Brian, equal Justin. But some people feel like you can't hurt Brian. You can't do anything to hurt him. And, you know, and so anytime Justin does something that they feel like is a, an affront to Brian, then they automatically want to jump all over Justin. And I'm like, these are two men and they are, neither one of them is perfect. And so their relationship can be aesthetically perfect, but the workings of it, the day-to-day of it, that's not going to be easy. True. And so they're going to trample all over each other's feelings at times. That part. I mean, that's also real life. I don't care how much you love somebody. You're never perfect. You're going to hurt someone's feelings. You're going to you're gonna do some things like that, especially the way that their relationship even started. Like, they don't even have a title on their shit. I got lost in that, which I always do. But what I was getting at was I feel like he is a good partner mm-hmm. for Brian. And we don't get all of the growth and evolution in Brian without. We don't get all of that without Justin kind of showing him that that's possible and not without saying it, but with just kind of expecting you to be the best version of yourself, demanding that of you. Right. So he's not like going to him like, you better do this. But it's like. I know what you're capable of mm-hmm. being, and I, and so that's what I expect from you True. kind of thing. A couple other little things I want to touch on. I intended to go through a lot more, but I can see now we're going to have to do a second round of this <laughs> at some point. Um, so the house that uh, that Brian buys. Yeah. Do you think he, Brian had already planned to buy that house when he was with Jennifer at the loft? Um... Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Because the conversation happened with Justin before then, so he already knew what he needed to look for. Yeah, I think definitely. His his mom was just already made. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I think he had already decided on that. I mean, if the writers tell me I'm wrong, I mean, I, I won't be upset about that. But he seemed, he seemed pretty down and mm-hmm. rejected in that scene. But a lot has been going on, and he really had just been rejected. And but I feel like he had already decided, Okay, well, here's what I'm going to try. He said Mm -hmm. he wanted this. And so I'm going to try to give him this and see if that works. And so there's a little bit of that dejection in him, but there's a little bit of nervousness and a little bit of desperation, too. And also they had to throw us off the trail. They couldn't let us know what was coming next. And so that's why he seems like you're like, why in the world is he selling? What is he going to go do? Because they don't (laughs) tell us. Right. Jennifer doesn't ask. And so they don't. And so I feel like that was them just kind of throwing us off. So Mm -hmm. we wouldn't know. But Triple M, of course, came through. Triple well, M knew. Well, y'all know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah. Now, do I think Justin had been pining for a country mansion? No. But I think it was like, in my perfect dream world, yeah, this is what I want. Yeah. And then Brian was like, mm, yep, you. your wish is mm-hmm. my command. True. Because everyone says, oh, I want the um, you know, the big house with the white mm-hmm. picket fence. That's basically what he said. I mean, I don't think he was ever like, he wasn't really looking for that. But the fact that, like, Brian did it, he was like, wait, they're stable? Like, he was surprised. Wait, they're, they're stable? Stables? <laughs> yeah. They're stable? And Justin's allergic to, like, everything. Yeah. So they would never be able to have horses. I think <laughs> the hay would kill him. So. That part. Okay, but yeah, he was like, like, you did this? I threw out some random comment, and yeah. then you went and did, that's why he's like, you are unbelievable. Like, unbelievable. I can't believe that you did yes. that. Yeah, can you imagine when Michael sees it? He's going to be oh, gagging. Oh, baby, he's going to be gagging. And not in the okay. good way. No, no. He's going to be. Eli Monty said that the stables are unsafe. Like, yeah. I can hear him right He now. is going to be so upset yes. that Brian is doing domestic Jealous. husband yes. better than he is. He is. Okay, baby, sick. Ben is going to have to come with it. That Ben, part, okay. you have to provide. 
Okay, baby, I'm gonna need you to get up off that bike. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna need you to get you a DoorDash helmet or something if you're gonna be on that bike. Cause we need some extra coins around here. Yeah, we need some extra coins. I want be, stables, pool, and tennis clubs. He's going to be sick over it. Yeah, yes, they in the study. They got a study. Okay, yeah. Like, at least, and that could be too. Yeah, they might each part. have a study. Okay. I'm sure Justin's got a little studio area up in there, that or they'll part. make a studio yes. area. Yeah, Michael's face pitiful. Very pitiful. <laughs> Uh, so I want to go back to one thing, talking about Michael. I want to go back to the Brian and Michael fight. Do you think some of that dipped into Michael's own feelings? Because he talks about, well, he was waiting around for you to say I love you and all this other stuff. And some of that, I'm like, Michael, that sounds more like you, yeah. not Justin. I mean, he was projecting. I mean, like, I mean, Michael was saying what everybody wanted to say. But I don't think Justin was waiting for Brian to say, I love you. No, I don't he think so. He was just so. waiting for Brian to say, to show him something else, you know? Justin wanted to know that they were working toward a future yes, because exactly. Justin was trying to hold on to something. Yeah. Brian was like, why can't we just keep doing what, we do, what we're doing? Yeah, true. And then because of that disconnect. Yeah, that's I why think they... Michael definitely put a little sauce on it. At that stage in the game, I don't think um, Michael was really using him because if he was, that's shitty to Ben. Um also, Michael, it's supposed to be your friend, not your man, you know? So hopefully, I want to say that I think he was just putting a little sauce on it, and he was already a little shitty, a little mad at Brian already, because, you know, Brian wasn't down for the whole cause. He was going to say whatever he wanted to say to try to, to hurt Brian. So he was trying to, like, just stick the knife in and turn it a little bit. Oh, he stuck it in and turned yeah, it. he, he did. definitely did. Yeah, I do feel like he, he could have been projecting yeah. a little bit, because... I know Justin didn't tell you those things. Justin did not say that no, at all. No, Justin was very, spoke very amicably about it mm-hmm. all to everybody, to his mom, to Debbie, to Emmett. And so I have no doubt that he would have done the same with Michael. And he would have never told Michael, for one, because He knows that he has learned his yeah, lesson. Yeah, he, he's dealt with you in the past. Yeah, he might still come to you in a pinch when he needs some, a place to go, but he knows what to tell True. you and what not to tell Fact, you. And he really, oh, I guess, well, no, he really didn't have to go there because he could have went back home to Debbie, okay? Hell, he could have went back home to Jennifer. Yeah. He didn't have to. He didn't have to go uh-uh, there. Because Tucker had moved in. Oh, that part. He didn't even know about Tucker yet. You know what I'm saying? So, he, Jennifer was in there getting her groove back. You know what? I ain't mad at her, okay? Turtleneck and oil. Yeah. Okay? Not mad at her, baby. But, um, I, I, I mean, I agree with you, but I want to believe that Michael was just trying to be petty. You know, yeah. I don't want to believe that this man has really was holding on. After you already said, I do, to another man, you know what I'm saying? Now you want to take this time to say, you want to proclaim your love or profess your love or, or your your angerness. Is that a word? Or your anger. anger <laughs> your <laughs> anger at direct, and, and directed towards Brian when he's down. It's like, you don't kick somebody when they're down, especially somebody you love and care for. Yeah. That was some shitty ass shit. Girl, what happened to Lita? How come we don't ever see this bitch no more? Well... You just got to wait. Are they going to bring it back in the last two episodes? I'm not going to tell you anything. You just got to wait and watch it and see. Yeah. Well, girl, you know if we ain't getting Lita again, just tell me we ain't getting Lita. Like, what, this whole been gone for I'm a minute. not going to tell you that. Okay. That may not be true. So, so she is coming back? I just said okay. you got to watch okay. it and see, okay? All right. I'd be sick of this. This is what I do with y'all. <laughs> 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 okay, so there is something that Brian says in their his fight with Michael where he's like, that's not me. And... When he's talking about, like, that's not the kind of person I am. I'm not going to do those things. And I feel like there's a part of Brian who's defending how he is. But I think there's another part of him that, I think there's a part of him that's kind of over the fact that that's not him. And he right. maybe wishes it could be, but it's just not. And it's not natural or comfortable for him. And I don't think he's necessarily okay with that anymore, even at that point. Right. I think he's realizing, he knows what his issues are. And he just feels like, but I can't do anything to change that. So mm-hmm. it's not like a, forget about it, that's who I am. Like, I don't care. But I feel like there's a little bit of um, 
discontent with something about himself in in there. Mm-hmm. I agree with that as well. Um. So yeah, it's been a wild season, and I mean, we've probably talked about one tenth of everything that has happened. But I just wanted to go back through some of it, and we might do something like this again. Yeah, we have to because I know we missed a lot. Oh okay? yeah, because we didn't even really touch on Loretta. You know what I'm saying? I know. Like, so I mean, I forgot all about Debbie. Um, getting hit on, hit on. <laughs> I forgot about Debbie retiring for a quick uh-huh, second because the drama on the second half just, I mean, shot overshadowed I, everything. I really can't think of anything beyond the last two episodes. I know. Yeah, I'm stuck in there. Right. There. That's <laughs> yeah. where I'm stuck. At. I'm my mind when I think of queer as fuck. I'm stuck at a club. That club scene, that bomb scene, not the actual bomb itself, but Brian finding Justin saying those words. Like, that's where I'm at. Like, yeah. I can I close my You're eyes and I can the see them. You. Yes. Yeah. I can see them standing on that dark street looking at each other and him saying, like, I can, can't you see it? Like, yeah, I can, I can see, see it. it. I can see it. I know. So that's where my mind lives right now. I know. It used to live with Emmett sitting on that bed waiting for Drew. <laughs> I know. Like, it did. It was in a sad place. That's where yeah. it, it used to, But I would always, because I remember the good memories that Emmett had with Drew on that same bed. Yeah. So it would live there. In but, the, um, the motel? Yes. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. That's where it would go. But now, I just see Brian and Justin. That's all I can see. It's almost like a movie cover. And when I think of it, that's what I see. And hopefully... After we watch a new episode, all I see is them at these stables and at this pool <laughs> and these tennis courts and this mansion. You know? Yeah, I love this mansion. Baby, that's the, that's the country estate. Yeah, okay? that's the country manor. Yeah, it's the country manor. <laughs> yeah, yes, baby. That's the country manor. Yes. Well, we've got a little bit more to go. And like I said, we'll be walking back through season five at some point. But we just need to take a little minute, yeah. take a little pause. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. All right, guys. So, um, yeah, so we about to go ahead and wrap this up. But you already know what we want. We want that interactive chit-chat. So um, let us know what's your most memorable moments from Season 5. We would love to hear what you guys think and what y'all got from Season 5. Actually, answer some of the questions that we answered. Um, do your own character recap because, you know, we all have our different opinions and different views. And maybe you saw something we didn't. And we the one question I want to know is, what do you guys think about Michael's heart? Is it good? <laughs> is it in the middle? Or is it just black and dirt? Okay. Like, we want to know, is Michael a good person, guys? You have anything for us, love? I do want to point out, we will be going and doing a character-specific episode for each person at some point, too. So mm-hmm. we'll get to dig real deep into each character. Mm-hmm. They'll get their own episode. And we might extend it beyond just the main right so yeah okay well cool 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 so guys y'all heard it first stay tuned to that as well and as always guys we love you and until next time we are out of here bye bye